They're so loud. <laughs> Why did you speak and then hit record? Delete that and let me speak. Just say say nothing. Say no- <laughs> Delete it. Say nothing. Make me. <laughs> I don't know how it works. I'm gonna press enter. Hello and welcome to Accessory to Thought. We thank you for tuning in today and uh, today's topic is morality and the conscience. The quick definition of morality, uh, according to Google, is principles concerning the distinction between right and wrong or good and bad behaviour. A particular system of values or principles of conduct or the extent to which an action is right or wrong. And Google's definition of the conscience, a person's moral sense of right and wrong viewed as acting as a guide to one's behaviour. Very fascinating. <laughs> Why did you do that? <laughs> <clears throat> right, go on, Ben. So, you, you've had me at morality. <laughs> <clears throat> so, what it is... Is the difference between right and wrong, Josh? Wouldn't you agree? Google says so. Knowing the difference between right and wrong. Knowing the difference between right and wrong. Yeah. Yeah. You would say we would all share this standard of behavior. That's what C.S. Lewis calls it. Right. Uh, we all have a set principle, set moral standard of what we deem is acceptable to society or not. An example would be uh, giving somebody a hug that you haven't seen in a very long time is acceptable. Giving that someone a kick is not acceptable. To society, anyway. So that would be a brief example of what would be the right thing to do and the wrong thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, um, a lot of people like to think that what right and wrong is is a matter of belief and what makes the system work. But yeah, I have a slight question for that. So, if that is the case, why do we make mistakes? Why do we? Sorry. Why do we make excuses when we make mistakes? Like, why do we? feel like we have to apologize or give excuses for breaking that standard of behavior um just tell a wee story when i was younger i would what just steal a wee bun from uh, the cupboard um and my mother caught me so who's in the wrong clearly me but why do i feel like i needed to make excuse going oh well i was hungry or oh i just i just really really wanted one and i couldn't wait to dinner you know, why yeah. do why do we bring ourselves to, like, why do we not say, well, I thought it was right. I thought it's what I wanted to do. Yeah. If, if it's, it's, it's what I think is correct. And if you don't think it's correct, then you're the part of the problem. You know, I don't, yeah. that's not how a society functions. Um, so you're coming from the stance of, um, if, if morality is subjective to what you think is right, maybe at the time you... You could you could convince yourself I want this cookie or bun, whatever you said, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how am I gonna get it? And then part of part of uh, you can plan right. I'm gonna get the chair. I'm gonna climb up there, get it. But also part of the plan is right. How am I gonna convince myself that I should be doing this? Mm-hmm. Um, when your conscience screams at you. So say. if it's if morality is a matter of subjectivity of how you want to live your life, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that's the definition, 
it's not a very stable basis. Yeah. Because yeah. obviously, one point in your life, you may have a different opinion on something, and then when you're older, you may have another opinion. Mm-hmm. So that's one way to be unstable, I guess. Mm-hmm. And also, even just on a, a daily basis, if you can convince mm-hmm. yourself something is right, then and if and then if you convince something's right, and then it is, you know, it's very volatile. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I'm not entirely convinced with the argument that, oh, it's because I wanted to do that. I want to believe this way. I want to live this certain life for me. And that can be very positive in certain aspects. But in terms of morality, this train of thought could be, like, really dangerous. Um, For example, look at Nazi Germany. That was a group of people, very evil people, doing very evil things. And that's an, that's the, that's an example of societal influence on people's morality. If we go along the lines of whatever we whatever society says is right and wrong like that's clear evidence nazi germany is clear evidence that that clearly doesn't work you know the soviets clearly clear evidence that that doesn't work if enough people get into power with the same mindset that is evil that is how society collapses so there has to be individual and in, in yeah France. so there has to be something deeper there has to be something more because we all like the vast majority of people would agree nazis are evil yeah right so there has to be something inside us deep inside us in which we all agree that standard of behavior in which we all have there has to be something there that isn't just opinion that isn't just oh well if they think it's right or if they think it's wrong no we all have that we all have that black and white this is right this is wrong maybe some people's i guess their conscience maybe it's a little bit quieter than other people's but that's up to that person whether to listen to that conscience or not yeah it's not a thing uh you know people people don't have to listen to their conscience yeah you know they can just choose not to yeah um to link link the example with uh ben stealing that button with nazi germany right so ben you are a nazi because of that whoa 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 all right um but uh, anyway, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I, I, as I was saying, so Ben had to, he wanted the bun, but he had to figure out how he was going to get the bun. Now, Hitler. Hitler here, he wanted the bun. He wanted to kill the Jews, you see. <laughs> yes. Did you know yeah. that? I, 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 really? What an evil man. Anyway, he had to figure out how he was going to kill the Jews. And, you know, part of that was obviously going to be figuring out, right, what, how are we going to get them together? I don't know, let's get camps in these, this gas. That'd mm-hmm. be a good idea. However, uh, but also part of that is convincing the nation but to do that and convincing himself to do that. Mm-hmm. The higher-ups. All he had to do to do that was convince people that Jews weren't human. Mm-hmm. And all bets were off. Mm-hmm. People in power becoming um, like him. Yeah, so what, what people tend to do if they want uh, to kill them they ju- they just dehumanize them you know that's happened yeah they take away times they take away people's value i took away the value when i was stealing that bond i took away the value of obeying my parents and made it lower than my need my want for that bond and i think it's people's that's maybe some kind of key to people's morality they prioritize what they think should be what they want over what should i think it's this want versus should idea yeah. 
so the you can come from the basis of I I want I want this and then how am I gonna work my way there? So Ben wanted the bun and he had to figure out how he's gonna justify that. But you know you could well I'd say you should probably go the other way around, mm-hmm. come from the basis of what do I what do I believe to be right mm-hmm. or wrong. And we learned that from a young age. I I obviously clearly learned that at a young age. It's clearly something that parents teach their children you know not to do this 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 and to do this 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 ask politely manage at the table it's all very basic stuff but that stuff is the building blocks to who you were today and what kind of person you'll turn out to be today yeah um not nazis (laughs) yeah (laughs) so what, what what would you say to people who Maybe maybe they're not in the best of households or something, mm. you know. And you know, maybe 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 they don't have good role models. And you know, to that I'd say, uh, just try not to betray yourself and what you we believe to be true and right. I guess, you know, um, if if you know if you're put in a situation, this is like no matter who you are, if you're put in a situation where either you're being asked to do something or you uh you know you're in a situation where you know someone's telling you to do something that you think is like morally wrong just just don't do it no matter maybe if maybe it's just maybe you think it's just uh silly or small you know, I may maybe in hindsight, maybe maybe it may be silly or small, but that's beside the point. Because we've got this thing called morality, and you know it needs it needs to be respected. You know, if if it's linked so heavily with ideas such of as God, you know, such things shouldn't be taken lightly mm. and just passed off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. I I would say it's something that needs to be fed. A lot of people's people's con- conscience feel faded in a way because they fill their time with things that people would deem unacceptable. But if you do the opposite of that and fill your time with things that are acceptable, with things that are right, you'll have a much louder conscience and you'll feel a lot more comfortable in doing the things that are right and you'll oppose the things that are wrong. And that's what a good person is so uh, there's this greek philosopher uh aristotle and he he had this big thing going from i guess this his thing was he had this thing called a daemon right which in in that greek sort of culture a daemon was sort of a guiding spirit uh is is pretty much like our idea of a conscience and his his thing was no matter what i'm gonna follow this daemon and no matter what, even if rationally it doesn't sound like a good thing, he's just going to follow it. So that's how he lived his life. He he only did the things he thought he his conscience was saying he should do, and he never did the things his conscience said he didn't do, he shouldn't do. And he, went, he did that to the extent of he was going to be put uh, on trial for, I think, like corrupting corrupting the minds of the youth or something stupid like that and he could have he could have escaped um very easily but there's a you know his daemon his conscience said 
no, this is your time. Just don't don't escape. This is your time. And although that that may sound insane, you know, um, in hindsight, it probably that probably was the best thing at that point. You know, you know, go out uh, with all those uh, with what what he built up behind him instead of just uh, withering away, fleeing from this government the rest of his, his days, I guess. Um, I don't know, you, you, could, you could say more about that. But the main point is you should always follow your diamond, I guess. No matter what the consequences are. Because I can guarantee you, at the end of the day, if you do what you believe that you should do, morally and you and you try and you don't do the things you think to be wrong even even small things everyday things i guarantee you're gonna end up in a better place even even just like small things what do you think about that ben what makes a good person a good person is somebody that does the right thing no matter the consequences (laughs) that's yeah, it's a good person. Well, I guess it says from uh, good and evil. Knowledge of good and evil. If God is the definition of what good is, right? We know we know the difference between good and evil. And if our aim is to do good, our aim is to be more like God, our ideal. Mm. And when we when we don't do good we do bad or even if we just not even per se do bad but just not do good you know but maybe mm-hmm. you're in a tough situation you don't want to put yourself out there even though if you feel that you really should mm-hmm. then you're not living up to that standard of ultimate goodness i guess which would be god i guess mm-hmm. you know um and i guess i guess what that feeling is you know if you do something you you think that I should have not have done that. That was morally wrong. And then you feel bad about it, you know. You feel guilty. You make and excuses. Yeah, you know, yeah. Why? Why do you feel? Why? Why do you feel bad about it? You know, if you're, because you're falling short of that standard. ultimate ideal. You know. Yeah, that standard of behaviour. Yeah. Have you got anything to add to that? There's levels i guess of morality there's that me as a kid stealing a bun to make it to get obviously food because i wanted one yeah and then you take that up a few levels you're sneaking out at night going out drinking without your parents knowing you know they may be completely different things but they're made of the same thing they're made of i want to go against what is right supposedly and do what i want to do you're right i see yeah so you're just linking it from, from yeah, being a child yeah, yeah, yeah. to now. And how it's made of the exact same stuff. It's, oh, I wanted, it's it, it's selfishness. It's, I wanted the bun. I wanted to go out, have fun, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, the right thing to do is, what, to ask parents for the bun to go out, whatever it may be. Um, and when whatever they say is, I guess, another step. If they say no, do I go against them or do I do the right thing? and do what they say mm-hmm. and i guess it comes down to um 
how it isn't really a matter of opinion. Um, what morality is? Morality, yeah. Um, a lot of people would argue that it is a matter of opinion how truth is um, objective. This idea of, well, if a majority of people think it's right, then it should be right. Or if a majority of people think it's wrong, it should be wrong. Um, and that's really a societal convention inter- interfering with what it is. But that's an unstable foundation, I guess, of what humans are to build it off. And I, what we're going to go on to now is an answer to why we all share this one moral standard, this one moral compass, why we know what's right and what's wrong. All right. Um, I'm going to read a wee passage from Genesis real quick, just as a basis what I'm going to talk about. Um, so Genesis three twenty-two. Uh, then the Lord God said, "Behold, the the man has become like one of us, in knowing good and evil. Now, lest he reach out his hand and also take uh, out the tree of life and eat of it and live forever. Therefore, the Lord God sent him out of the garden of Eden to work the ground from which he was taken." Uh, he drove out the man and at the east of the garden of Eden he placed uh, the cherubim and a flaming sword that turned every way to guard the way of the tree of life so um, so basically Adam and Eve ate the fruit with knowledge of good and evil they now knew the difference between good and evil and uh, God says now they've become like us. So what does this mean? Well, it, it links morality, which is knowing the difference in good and evil, um, with with a characteristic of God that is um, distinctly linked to God. Um, so, for example, you know, we can say um, animals don't have a conscience. Uh, you know they don't have a morality necessarily. Uh, if a lion goes and kills, kills like uh, a sheep, whatever, we don't say that was murder. We say, we say the lion was just wanting to get food. You know, mm. there's not not a sense of morality in, that plays part in there. So what does this mean? Uh, another another quote, a quote uh, by Marcus Aurelius. He said, "We all have a share of the vine." So, this this is what makes us uh, human. So we 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 have a characteristic that is shared only with God. Um, no. Uh, it also also talks about uh, the tree of life. So, I'm gonna have a thought experiment here. Oh, uh-huh. right. Uh, God is omniscient, omnipotent, and om- omnipresent. What does he lack? And the answer being is, is limitation. God lacks limitation. So we we are like gods, knowing good, the difference between good and evil. Mm. But we, as as it says, we haven't eaten of the tree of life. We have limitations, right? We have suffering. You know, life life is. There's obstacles. Yeah, there's obstacles in life, and what is intrinsically a part of life is suffering, which mm-hmm. is undeniable, you know. And there's not much we can do to 
eradicate suffering as a whole you know mm-hmm. we can decrease poverty but you know there's always gonna be suffering um so uh so we suffer because uh we are limited now this this is this is uh this leads us to the Cain and Abel story how how this uh suffering and limitation links in with knowing good and evil and that also makes us what ma- makes us human i guess so i'm going to read uh that of Cain and Abel well i can just give you the story i guess mm-hmm. um so uh Cain and Abel make sacrifices to god Cain Cain's sacrifice doesn't please god and he's very very angry with god so uh, because God didn't accept his sacrifice. So to get back at God's, he decided, right, what what would hurt me? Right? And he thought, killing someone, at, uh, someone that I love dying, that would hurt me. And, you know, because he's a limited creature, he knows what hurts him, mm-hmm. right? Because they're suffering, right? And because of his knowledge of good and evil, he's, he can... He can know what evil is for himself and then if that's what evil is for himself that could be what evil is for other people right mm-hmm. so he he hurt the untouchable so he he hurt god you know how do you do that he he killed what he loved he destroyed what he loved right and that's a distinctly human characteristic um because we're we have the capacity for evil uh, because we can look into ourselves mm-hmm. And, you know, as I said about the lion and the sheep, the lion's not thinking, well, what would hurt me? I know uh, a big bite down in the neck would hurt me. So I'm going to do that to the sheep because I hate sheep. (laughs) You know, he's not thinking like that. But humans can think like that. You know, humans humans can torture people, you know. Yeah. Torture wouldn't wouldn't be possible if, if we didn't know what hurt us. I would agree. For obvious reasons. Yeah. You know, it's not like someone's run the list of things that can be done on a human. Yeah. <laughs> to cause most pain. It's like, well, we'll try hugs. And then the, the <laughs> next on the list is kicks. Is, is <laughs> punching them in the face. Let's see, did, let's see did, what hurts did, most. Did they enjoy that? Mm, yes. Did mm. they enjoy the second one? Not so much. Hard to tell. <laughs> Hard to tell. So. Um, I suppose it comes down to selfishness comes down to what well, comes in selfishness yeah like I mean you, you talked about how what can I do to hurt God what can I do to hurt other people mm-hmm. the other side of that is what can I do to make me feel good like Cain obviously is so angry and what he felt like he could let his anger out on was hurting his brother hurting his family hurting God yeah and if he what I want to do is what the heck was going through his head like to be so angry to yes, ruin envy. everything for you yeah envy jealousy um and remember i talked about levels from stealing a bun to going out when you're not meant to go out past curfew and then going straight up to flipping doing what Cain did and murdering a brother see where does it stop that's what i want to know like yes we all got levels of morality i guess i mean some people may be more lenient with right and wrong than other people but there is still a clear clear line and we would all agree hopefully that killing your brother is wrong 
Um, so, but what I'm trying to say is where is it that society draws that line? Because if the more people start agreeing that bad things are right, society has no choice but to convene in that. So what I want to know is where is the answer to that? And also to warn people to be careful with um, the voice that they have and the actions that they do. Because who you are today is because of a series of yeses and no's that you did in the past. Who you are today is who your past shaped. So I just want to, I guess, spread awareness of like, be mindful of what you do today, be it good or bad, but whatever you do, that affects who you are in the future. Look what Cain did. It completely devastated the family. It was not favorable with God. You know, he murdered his, murdered his brother. It was a complete disaster for Cain, you know? And it's a, it's a fantastic warning. I think that God gives us like, this is the, this is what happens with anger, with envy, with jealousy. And I mean, like, and people, people, people don't see that much, you know, people don't see that their actions, no matter how, oh, I just want fun or no matter how, you know, how much of an excuse they can give, it still ends up hurting people. That's why God gives us a conscience. That's why God gives us a fine line between right and wrong. Not just for our, yeah, for our own protection. For the protection of his people in which he loves and to sever that and to damage that is a blatant insult to him a blatant insult to his creation <laughs> what are you laughing at <laughs> no, um so what what is there anything else you want to say there um no just that just want to amplify um because because we're all human and because mm-hmm. uh, I mean we are part flawed. Of, part of part of being human is yeah being flawed, but also part of being human is having a having, having a moral con uh, moral compass, right? Mm-hmm. And because of because we have that, it makes us makes our actions very powerful. Yeah. You know, because if a man can hurt the so-called untouchable. You know, what else can man do with just those things? Mm-hmm. Just just knowing the right difference between right and wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, so just mm-hmm. take into consideration. You know, if if you feel, if you if you feel like something you what you're gonna do is wrong, you know, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, you can say that. You can say, oh well, obviously. Yeah. But if you if you just watch yourself, you know you'll you'll find out. And you, like you don't you don't do what you tell yourself, and you don't do what you'd think would be good. Mm-hmm. But like we're all we're all guilty of this. But I think that's the fantastic thing about God. He's a God of second chances. You know, like we're all guilty of crossing that line. We're all guilty of crossing that line. We're all guilty of damaging that moral compass that has been given to us and we've already discussed how we all have that shared moral compass um and i i honestly scares me a bit that you know people do seem to be going consequence free um i mean it's just you know where where i guess the line gets further and further away from what is right in my opinion anyway um and it's just 
understanding what God's going to do next, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, at the end of the day, um, I'm just going to say, like, follow your conscience. Mm. So that that consists of episode one. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> Hopefully it made sense. <laughs> of uh, what we called accessory, accessory to thought. Yeah. Yep. Thank you very much for tuning in, and we hope you have a good day. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>